The truth about Halloween was that long ago there was some pagan celebrations that were going on. But like in the 8th century, the church said, hey, hey, let's redeem that. And so they just went ahead and renamed that day All Saints Day. And that was a day when they would pray for the people, you know, their their relatives that had, I don't know if they prayed for salvation or whatever, but they would just be, they would just pray for people who had passed away. And it was the church's way of redeeming the culture. So they said, hey, well, we're going to have parties. Yeah. So I loved it because it wasn't like, let's abstain from it. Let's stand up on a wooden box in the the square and tell everybody you shouldn't be, you know, part. They just went ahead and renamed it. And then what happened was All Saints Day, that was All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Was the night before. And then All Hallows Eve got shortened into Halloween. And that was long ago. So you're saying that Halloween was the church's idea. Yeah. Yeah. It actually Beautiful, right? Yeah. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. All right, here we go. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're loving life and just experiencing grace to the fullest here as we live in the kingdom, the kingdom of a good and right and perfect God. Hope you're experiencing that. I promised you I might give you a little update from the last episode. I told you I was excited because Tina and I were just getting ready to go on a little two or three day vacation down the Oregon coast. Well, it was beautiful. The weather the first day was amazing and it was beautiful there. And as I was hoping and expected, the food and wine was great. And we met a friend down in Portland on the way and it was just a blast. The next day, a little rainy, a little bit more of your traditional Pacific Northwest late fall kind of feel. But still, along the coast, it is some of the most beautiful oh, part of the world I've ever seen. Amazing. So, yeah, that was a nice little pressure valve release, feeling a little bit of psh, recreate, a little rest there. And our hearts definitely needed that. So, yeah, but back at it and happy to be. Hey, could I just say, if you find even the smallest little nugget of wisdom and encouragement from the podcast, or as you hear this episode, would you share it with a friend who needs it? Don't be stingy. Your friend will think you're a rock star, okay, for sharing it with them. I just love it when I get a text from a friend or somebody in my family with a link to a podcast that they know I'm going to absolutely love, along with the message, you know, it says something like, wow, you got to listen to this podcast. You're going to love this. I love getting that. That's how I find new podcasts and sort of pay it forward when I find something good. So if you're enjoying the Everyday Disciple podcast, would you do that right now? It's super easy because just like everything online, it's everydaydisciple.com forward slash something. And in this case, this episode is episode 408. So you can share this episode just by going, wow, you got to check out this podcast, everydaydisciple.com forward slash 408. There you go. Would you do that? Would you just take a moment and share the podcast love out there? And be sure to join us on Facebook too. We got a cool group over there. If you've not joined us yet, go over to the Facebooks and search up Everyday Disciple Podcast or same pattern. You can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. Okay, as we get started here, I listened back to an episode that we did on the podcast a couple years ago where Heath and I were talking about Halloween. 
and the amazing opportunity for mission and relationship building it is. And it's just too good not to share with you here as we head into this season again. Maybe you're a new listener, maybe you hadn't heard this before, or because it was a couple years ago, maybe you haven't heard it since then, but it gets into a lot of the history of Halloween, so why we don't have to fear it as Christians, freak out about it, and a bunch of great ideas for living on mission right in your own neighborhood this Halloween. So I really felt this is what I'm supposed to do. Let's dive into that now. Yeah, so I don't usually dress up, but one year, probably four years ago, I I bought this like like German lederhosen. And it was like the, it was like a little too tight on me and it felt good, you know, it felt tight, but I also had my beer stein with me and I just, it was kind of fun walking around the kids in a, in a thin little Walmart <laughs> lederhosen. <laughs> I, you know, I can't, I'd be honest with you. I cannot remember what the weirdest Halloween costume. I'm sure taking the kids around doing some Halloweens. Cause yeah, yeah I can remember doing well, all of them pretty much. If I was in town or whatever. Um, I don't remember doing a whole lot of dressing up, so I don't remember them. I do remember my huh. folks going to some Halloween parties and dressing up a little bit, but not very well. I'm not a big costume guy. Yeah, me neither. But I've seen some crazy, I've seen some crazy costumes online. Like it's getting where it's not just like the, you know, like people want to rent them. Yeah. It's like weird like it's real weird like combinations of things yeah. like i saw this one picture of this gal she's dressed like a fried egg but she's wearing the mask of benedict cumberbatch <laughs> and so she's ex-benedict you know what i mean like you know it's like that kind of stuff that you see yeah. you know a lot right the ones that always get me are like the ones where it looks like the you know it's your head but you're riding like an ostrich and so your feet are in the ostrich oh, yeah. like the little baby riding i've seen people dressed up as like like they're french you know they're all striped shirts and little thin mustaches yeah. but then they have kiss makeup on and berets and they're called french kiss or something like that you know <laughs> there's there's crazy stuff out there but i don't know i'm not as into the costume even when people are like we're doing a co- we're doing a costume contest and you know or a party yeah and i have some friends man that they go nuts yeah yeah, people go crazy. Our they neighbor. drop crazy coin. Yep. They spend weeks building the costumes, you know? Like, I'm all for it with the kids. Sure. But, yeah, me, I don't know. I just don't have the time for it. <laughs> Our neighbor goes crazy every year. I mean, thousands of... She's always on the news, and she's got... All the she lights She starts in July. Nuts. Every Saturday, you hear Tony, her husband, out in the backyard, like... Yeah, there's another stuff. house like that in Tacoma. I was oh. just at my sister's in Chicago, and she said, this guy... he Every season, every holiday for months, it's all decked up. It so that goes nuts. <laughs> that's kind of awesome, right? I guess it's fun, you know. Hey, we wanted to, um, you know, right now, 10 days away from Halloween, we wanted to give people yeah, about a week and a half to start getting ready for Halloween uh, because we think it is probably the best missional holiday. I mean, to have neighbors coming up to your door. Crazy. It's amazing. It is, right? right? And I grew up in a home that celebrated it. But so I've did come, we. I've come to find a lot of people that just don't. In fact, a lot of religious homes, friends in religious homes, just don't participate. Yeah, they don't, right? Yeah. What a great holiday for mission, right? People coming to your house, showing up at your door. like <laughs> Knocking yeah. on your door. I mean, people just like agonize all year long and throw up over like, I just don't know how to meet anybody. And it's yeah. like, and then... People are just banging on their door. Everyone's running through the streets. Well, I thought we'd just stick a bowl out on a stool and maybe, you know, we don't want to mess with people. You know? <laughs> do, you, do you ever hear the Seinfeld? Uh, it's old. I only heard it on audio, but it's an old thing about uh, him doing a bit about Halloween when he was a no. kid. He's like, remember the first time you heard about Halloween? He's like, who's, who's giving out candy? Everyone we know's giving out candy? <laughs> I got to be a part of this. How do I... I'll wear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved... We, we would have little like... Uh, secrets we'd tell our friends that there's a lady in the neighborhood who would actually give out the actual size candy bars so instead of like a little tiny stickers yeah, yeah. you get the there was full... always one or two of those yeah generous people love it yeah, and so you know early on in the night like who your true friends are because they'll tell you like hey go over to there you go 
Nancy's house. She's One time I remember as a kid going and I went up to this uh, guy's house and um, there was two stoners sitting on the porch. Okay. I probably didn't know that's what they were then, but like now looking back, I go, oh, they were stoners. You know? <laughs> and uh, I remember like, same thing. You're kind of waiting for that big candy bar and you can tell how good the candy hitting your bag is by how heavy the thunk is. Oh yeah. Right? Yep. Because you know, like a little, one of those little crap clear bags of like fake, like Skittles, the nine real Skittles, it's just like <laughs> ch- hits your bag. But when you get like thunk, you're like, I think that was like one of those big Milky Ways or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I get this big thunk, thunk in my bag and I'm like, yes. And I remember the whole rest of the Halloween, like trick or treating that night, I'm thinking, I can't wait to get it and see what those guys gave me. Right. These two stoners. And so I get home and they were two D cell batteries. No. <laughs> That's what they threw in my bag. And then I was like, I remember thinking, like, you know, when you're a kid, you're an optimist. I'm thinking, that's okay. I got a lot of toys that use D cells. They were dead. Oh my god. They weren't gosh. even they, they weren't even good. Chucking out old yeah, batteries. Yeah, they were chucking old batteries out. <laughs> they were getting rid of their trash on Halloween. Yeah, Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thanks. Well, okay, so my experience. We don't want to be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. Uh, <laughs> I was raised, um, we celebrated Halloween, more the candy. We didn't know any of the background of it, but uh, we had a lot of friends who who in the church were very uh, vocal, even to my parents, like, you are a terrible parent for letting your your kids go out on Halloween and it's the, it's the devil's holiday. Oh my God. I, I hate to admit this to you yeah, as, a, as my close pal and also to our listeners, but I can remember one time standing outside of a Halloween party, not at a house, it was a big public one and handing out anti-Halloween tracks. Wow. So like, like not, it wasn't anti, it was, it was sort of using Halloween as like this evil thing to scare people out of hell, you know, scare the hell, you know, like, yeah, scare the hell it was just people. like, what? That's, <laughs> One of those things where I'm gonna have to like apologize to Jesus face to face for doing that. Sorry, yeah, right. sorry, Jesus, that, and all those Christians. That was not that... anything like you. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> so it has some dark history for what I've been told, and I always taught that this was a holiday you're supposed to avoid, and I did until I. I've heard the whole it's a pagan holiday. Oh so yeah. So by you know dressing your kids up and going out there like participating in pagan holiday, right. how do you like about that? Yeah, and how would you like like the demons to crawl into their souls while they're out? You know. well i don't want that i don't (laughs) even want to meet them at sugar to be honest with you but it's kind of fun you know um okay so i was i grew up in the same kind of way so we did it as a family but there was always that sort of layer i don't know that the church i grew up in had like the crazy anti-halloween thing going on but there was it was definitely out there okay it was definitely out there and i would say that when tina and i were raising our kids when they were young and they were doing that it was even more so so maybe less you know, early sixties when I was little, little, sure. you know, um, and a little more in the eighties when I was raising my kids. Right. So, sure. but the truth is we did a little research. You and I were just looking at some stuff. Yeah. The truth about Halloween was, is it long ago, there was some pagan celebrations that were going on, okay. but like in the eighth century, the church said, Hey, Hey, let's redeem that. And so they just went ahead and renamed that day, all saints day. And that Love was it. a day when they would pray for the people, you know, their, their relatives that had, passed I don't know away. if they prayed for salvation or whatever, but they would just be, they would just pray for people who had passed away. Sure. Okay. Um, and it was the church's way of redeeming the culture. So they said, Hey, well, we're going to have parties. Yeah. So I loved it because it wasn't like, let's abstain from it. Let's stand up on a wooden box in the, in the square and tell everybody you shouldn't be, you know, part. They just went ahead and renamed it. And then what happened was that all saints day. That was all Hallows Eve. Yeah. Or all or what they was the night before. And then all Hallows Eve got shortened into Halloween. Huh? And that was long ago, by the way. And so you're was, saying that the Halloween was the church's idea. 
Yeah. Yeah. It actually Beautiful, was. right? Yeah. People can go look it up. And I know we're going to get people right in and say no. I'm going to put some links to some stuff on the History Channel. And they go deep into the history of sure. Halloween. Um, they go super deep into it. We'll go ahead and put a link to some of that. Um, but yeah, it kind of was. Right. And it was just all these parties. But then other traditions around the world that had similar fall festivals brought sort of the idea of like, hey, you know, we, we can... Uh, Get, can we get some food or like some snacks or some fruit or, a, you know, a treat sure. if we do this and if we don't do that? And it wasn't until the 50s, man, that this whole trick-or-treating thing. Yeah, 1950s, wow. that the whole trick-or-treating thing really kicked in. Huh. And that was primarily here in America. But it was all this continuation. Now, here's another funny thing is a lot of Christians will rail against Halloween or any kind of participation in it. And, and I'm not really here to tell people, like, whatever your convictions are, sure. that's your convictions, and you need to vote your convictions. You know, you live out of them. What's but, next, Caesar? You're going to tell us that, that Christmas wasn't wasn't a church holiday? Christmas was actually a pagan holiday that was <laughs> redeemed, too. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, back, yeah. Back, like, in the third century, there was other things going on that were sort of pagan, and the church viewed as, like, hey, that's not cool. But there again, instead of railing at it, they went ahead, and they came up with their own holiday. Then later, they also said, oh, and that's the day we're going to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Because surprise, surprise (laughs) to our Christian listeners, um, there is no December 25th anywhere in the Bible. Sure. Like, we don't know the day that Jesus was born. We just, we don't know it. And so they just began to celebrate it on that day. And that, that didn't even come around until something like 1000 AD. Hmm. Okay. And then it wasn't even that common that your average family would celebrate Christmas until like 300 years ago or something like that. I mean, it's, but it was a church thing. So the church redeemed a pagan holiday. So, so I'm telling you, you got to, to be fair. And if you go do the research to be fair, you got to kind of either chuck them both. Yep. In fact, that was interesting. Remember in in the research we saw that for years, the Puritans were anti any kind of Christmas celebration. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And if you were caught doing it, there were certain laws on the books. You were charged five shillings, which I guess was a crap ton of money back then, uh, if you were caught celebrating Christmas. Isn't That's that how the anti the church got to the thing they created because yeah. they, they felt like it was being abused. It was becoming too much about like other things. Wow. <laughs> I love that, man. Okay. I, so anyway, a little history there. We don't normally go too deep into the history, but you know. Yeah, we'll put those there. links on there on the, on the show notes yeah. for this week. All right. So I personally now, having kind of grown more in my missional identity and the incarnational impulse of Jesus, um, I actually now see Halloween as perhaps, actually, I would say for sure, the greatest evangelical holiday that Christians can actually participate in, you know, not yet followers of Jesus. Evangelistic holiday. Yeah, sorry, evangelistic (laughs) holidays, yeah. Not yet followers of Jesus showing up at your door, all your neighbors in the street together, everyone's in a pretty great mood, they're all celebrating, their kids are happy. Anything that gets grown adults dressing up in costumes has got to have something funny going on there, right? You yeah, know? absolutely, man. <laughs> Would you agree with that as far oh, as the I missional t- side I of totally it? I totally do. I've always thought. I mean, as soon as I became a follower of Jesus, I was like, well, there's at least one time of the year when it's easy to meet my neighbors. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. But so often, I think there again, there's either that distortion of like, eh, you know, like Halloween's bad. But yeah. I'd say, by and large, most Christians don't think that. I'm going to guess that, okay? Most of our sure. listeners probably don't. They're like, oh, it's evil. But then I do know a whole lot of other people, too, though. Like, say, so what are you doing for Halloween? They're like, ah, we just turn the lights off and we, we split. I can't, mm. you know, I don't want to mess with it. I'm like, oh, are you kidding? Yeah, don't do you that. you got a string of people coming to your house, banging on the door, in a great mood, looking to be happy. Yeah. Holy moly. Like, yeah. that's some low-hanging missional fruit right there, right? No joke. 
And you're not even, yeah, they're not even asking for deep conversation. It's, just, I mean, everyone's in a great mood. I and, you know, and I know there's, I know there's these, uh, there's alternatives. Okay. So like sure. when my kids were real little, I forgot about this till just now. When our kids were real little, the church that we were a part of, and it was great. It was, it really was a great community, but they were sort of like, uh, the Halloween thing. Sure. So they would put on the fall festival every year. Okay. And I know a bunch of people listening right now go, our church does that. Great. Like celebrate the harvest, celebrate God's goodness and bounty. We we get to. That yeah. is exactly what the church was doing when they created Halloween. Sure. <laughs> so now we forget that the church created it yep. at, with a whole different idea. We've jumped back over to the evil back pagan as, aspect of things or whatever. And, um, and now we have to create our own. So mm. it's okay. But here's what I do want to say. Anytime we take anything in life, be it Halloween or <laughs> if you want to boycott Christmas sure. or... If it's alcohol or if it's sports, watching sports or, you know, whatever. Sure. As soon as we say, you know what the answer to that is as a Christian? Abstain from it. Hmm. What, we're, what we're doing, we risk doing, is saying that's not redeemable. That's beyond the reach of the gospel. Yeah. So we'll, you know how you, you, know how you deal with that? You don't deal with it. That's, that's so the opposite of the gospel. Yeah. God came, Jesus came to deal with it. Yeah. He didn't like shout out from heaven, hey, you guys quit sinning. By the way, I've forgiven y'all. You know, it's yeah. like he came and he dealt with it. He came and he hung out and he walked with us. And now he lives in us. And it's just, it's an amazing incarnating of things, right? Sure. And so anytime we say, you know the answer? Abstain from it. No, no, no. The answer is always redeem. And by the way, this one was already redeemed by the church. We just have to get back to some of those roots. Well, isn't there a scripture that says they'll know we are Christians by what we boycott? I think that's... That's a kind of a paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. of it. No, it's our love and engagement for the community, and, and what a perfect opportunity. Yeah, so, I mean, I have no problem with... Now, I lived in a neighborhood, too, once, where it was a little scary. This was just a few years ago. Uh, we lived on the edge of a pretty rough neighborhood. I know that to, neighborhood, yeah. To in submission, yeah. I won't call it out, because I don't want to shame any neighborhoods in, in Tacoma. <laughs> but uh, um, it was a little scary to send kids door-to-door. -door, sure. You know what I mean? There just was a lot of drug houses and, and stuff going down and sure. you know just a lot of danger so th there there would be organized either by churches or civic duties trunk or treats mm -hmm. you know what trunk or treat yeah. is you know we're like a whole everyone bunch brings of up their trunk and yeah you kind of circle up the wagons of your cars in a parking lot somewhere yeah and you open up your trunks and they were decorated and there was lights going and music and there was and then the kids come and because they they're having fun they're dressing up you know what i mean it's sure and by the way too you know like does everybody have to dress up as the sexy something? You know, the yeah. sexy nurse, the, the, the you know, <laughs> I sexy told you library. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's last time I'm bringing it up. <laughs> no, I get that. It's such a sexy, like, I'm like, you should not be wearing that lady. Yeah. Or your yeah. kids. Anyway. So have fun, dress up, you know, there's lots of movie characters, whatever, you know, yeah. I think, I think my grandson is going to dress up as uh, a little fireman this year. Aww. His dad's, his dad's applying to become a fireman right now. We're, yeah. we're believing in faith. That's happening real soon. So I think little Patton's going to be a fireman. That'd be cute. Yeah, He'd be, be the cutest little fireman. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I have no problem with that. That's a cultural thing saying, Hey, we want to still celebrate trick or treat. Have yeah. some fun with the kids in Halloween, but let's go ahead and do it in a safe way. Just like if, I guess if your house, you know, like you lived on a highway, Sure, <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when I was living in Manhattan, oh, Halloween's a big old deal there. And the, and the Halloween parade, by the way, was like a freak show. It was just, oh, wow. I it bet. was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, and you couldn't even like how much money in years did they put into this stuff? Right. <laughs> but there was one block, a couple blocks. We lived, uh, we lived on 75th, 60 and 69th, West 69th. Okay. There was a block that Halloween was their jam. And a lot of the people living on the block were involved in Broadway and productions and set building and acting oh, wow. and all that. When you walk down this block, it was like you were on a Halloween movie set. 
Oh, cool. It was lit, and there was stuff hanging out of the trees and lighting and skeleton. They had a zip line, man, from like a third or fourth uh, uh, floor apartment over to a tree, like half, you know, like a few houses down. Sure. And like monkeys and stuff doing the Halloween thing, like sliding in with monkeys and monkey wings and all. It was. Oh, my gosh. They opened up the whole building, and, and the kids could come in and go door to door up through 10, 12 apartments and they come into the apartments and they are all different themed. And it was, man, how fun. It was a blast. That's awesome. I'm so man. jealous because I couldn't get in. You know, I didn't have a costume on that. I day. want to go back. I want to go there. They do it every year, man. They do it every year. It's phenomenal. Anyway. So I, I, I think, I think it's okay to be safe with it. I think sure. it's, it's smart to be smart with it. Um, be careful with your kids, do stuff that's age appropriate for them. But I, I think we're in pretty good shape by not abstaining from it. Yeah, just absolutely. Say that, right? And like you said earlier, I think, in fact, it's the opposite. I think we get to redeem all of culture and all of life. And Halloween, when when people are lining up to come knock at your door, oh, awesome. man, is it a time to be like, treat people wonderfully. And I'm going to give a whole bunch of ideas of what people can do here in just a second. So. Yeah, you know, uh, one idea that we had, I was at a church in Tennessee, and we had just fallen in love with... Uh, kind of trying to move into it like an incarnational church. And the the trunk or treat was the biggest event we did all year. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars, more attendees than anything we've ever done. And they decided one year to cancel it. And what they did was they gave every missional community the chunk of money, like a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks and said, Whoa. they said, why don't you, we're going to pay for bounce houses at all of your houses. And we're going to, and we're going to give you a budget for food and drinks. And you're going to throw a massive meal in your driveway. So rather than making about one church, now you've got in this town of fifty thousand people, you got thirty houses. What if churches took their like summer? What what do they call the summer thing when everybody comes during summer break? Uh, VBS. Yeah. yeah. What if they took their VBS budgets and said, you know what, this year we're going to divvy it up, and we're going to let all of our people throw just fun, amazing Halloween things going on at their houses in their neighborhoods, so that we just have this amazing generosity of presence. Well, that's what happened. Is everyone would sit down and you'd have big bowls of chili and beer, and the the, uh, the neighbors are getting to meet yep. each other, and the kids yep. are jumping together, and then they go back out. But it was just a cool way of uh, of breaking it up from drawing everyone to one building. I got a good building. friend of mine. He's a pastor, young guy, some great fan, great family, great kids uh, in in Norway, okay. and Norway, in, in 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 lots of Europe. This whole trick or treating thing is just hitting. Huh? It's just brand new. They don't understand it. It's kind of the you know the church is still way in the back. They're mostly against it. Sure. He was like, "Are you kidding me, man? Me and my wife, we decided like year after year we're going to become famous." for how awesome the stuff we hand out is and how fun it is to stop by for the parents too. Oh, that's cool. Right? And they are, I'm so proud of them. Going to town. Said, almost nobody even does it, but our house, everybody knows it. And so the, we're like, we win right now. The kids oh, I love, love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so you just said a few minutes ago that you had some ideas on how we can be more intentional. Yeah, let me let me jam through a bunch of ideas. Go okay? for it. So um, here's first thing, super obvious. Be home. Yeah. <laughs> Be home on Halloween. We moved last year to this house, yep. and I was booked speaking, training, out of town. Oh. It killed me, because I know this neighborhood is just all family and kids, sure. and it, they throw a party here at the drop of a hat, anything, our neighborhood parties, it, and and they set up stuff, man, right? Balancing yeah. the house, and, and we weren't here, and I was like, whatever. Be home. Don't be that house again this year. Sure. You know, that house. You know How often do people line up at your house to meet you? Prioritize this occasion. If you feel like you're missional, Yep. Prioritize. This year, I purposely was like, Tina, we're not booking anything. And we've had some things come up. We're, nope, not Halloween. Nope, mm. I'm not going anywhere. We're not doing that. We're not taking That's a great deal on a cruise or whatever. You know, I'm not yeah. doing it. Um, prioritize it and plan to be home. Don't make excuses or worry if your kids are already grown. Yep. That's okay. 
a lot of the stuff we've learned to do and I'm sharing right here is all been post when my kids were little because mm. like, we're just, we want to be it, right? This is once a year, make the most of the opportunity. Be home. That's cool. Okay. Um, second, turn on your lights. <laughs> yeah, I know it seems real basic. It says we're home, we're here, and we're open for business. All right, <laughs> right. Even though Halloween has this tradition of being scary, you know, and everything, um, make your house seem super inviting. Turn on lots of lights outside, inside. Yep. Now, I guess unless your jam is, you know, like those people Spooky. that they spook it up and they like the guy sitting in the the rocking chair on the porch is like a scarecrow, but it's the dad. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's fun too. You know, yeah. so then maybe you need some darkness. But otherwise, you know, turn on your lights, prop your door open. Yep. Better yet, sit out front and greet people. That's okay. Great. Don't make them ring the doorbell and wait and wait and wait and wonder if you're home. And then you kind of show up. Oh yeah. Hold on. And you grab the bowl. Like, sure. like you're doing it out of obligation. Yeah. Like just turn on the lights and be welcoming. Okay? Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Basics. <laughs> um, how about this? Ask everyone their name and tell them yours too. Hmm. So okay. basic. It's like, like, hi, what's your name? I'm Caesar. You know, yeah. just basic stuff. Right. Hmm. I mean, seriously, when someone you don't know comes to your house and you ask them their name and where they live, you introduce yourself, right? Normally. Like, think about it. Any mm. other opportunity where a neighbor showed up, you wouldn't be like, mm, get out of here as soon as you possibly can. Here, take this candy. Go. Take this D-cell. Yeah. <laughs> Battery. No. Just so do normal stuff. Yeah. Hey, what's your name? What do you guys live around here? And you'll find out some people do. And sometimes if you live in a great neighborhood, no, but we come here because the candy's better. Awesome. Yeah, I remember last year this little three-year-old in a, in a princess outfit showed up to the door, and I said, "You are the most beautiful princess I've ever seen." Exactly. And she said, "I'm beautiful," and she got this giant smile. And her parents were like, "What a cool guy you think, are!" Think about this: ask someone their name, where they live, introduce yourself. We learned that in kindergarten. Yeah. It shouldn't be that tough. So don't crack the door, toss a piece of candy out towards <laughs> their bag. Right? Discipleship and mo- mission moves at the speed of relationship. Yeah. So who knows? This could be the start of a new friendship with that family dressed like the monsters mm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah we don't know right we don't know i've i know i've met some people through this like sure like became part of all the stuff that was going on in the neighborhood yeah okay um next one give out good stuff be that house and the folks that everyone looks forward to yeah you know like what's the difference between just crap candy and awesome candy you're yeah. talking a few bucks difference right i yep. mean save up for it if you need to i mean i know a lot of people have tight budgets i'm not you know sure right so but if you're prioritizing hey we're gonna be home and we're gonna rock it this year yeah well i don't you know save up a little yeah you know, put, absolutely. A, put a buck away you know every week or something know, you know yeah i you know i still like i said remember which houses gave out the full-size snickers when i was a kid you yeah. know you just kind of get them locked in like you were saying right yeah. which ones to avoid because they were weird and, you know, they'd hand out either those hard orange circus peanuts. You know, those oh, things are like doorstops. My stepdad's favorite, but they're awful. People are going to write in, oh, I love those. They're horrible. <laughs> they're right? terrible. Be, just be generous. <laughs> be like Jesus who brought the best wine yeah. to the party that the wine steward had ever tasted. Right. Yeah. There's our model. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, Jesus. That's awesome. Okay. Fifth, offer a warm drink and a chance to sit down for a few minutes. Hmm. I, I This one I learned dragging kids around for hours. You know, you're yeah. just like. Holy cow. Like you're in the wagon, (laughs) the little one, right? (laughs) I'm pulling you. So depending on where you live, it's often colder around the end of October. Yep. Right. Not everywhere, but a lot of places. Uh, Set up a table out front with a few chairs, offer hot chocolate or cider. Mm-hmm. Ask people if they want to take a load off for a few minutes while their kids finish up the block. You know, they're trying to pay yeah. attention. Here, we'll sit right out here. We can see them. Hey, kids, just do the houses over there or whatever they feel comfortable, sure. right? And this will let people know that you're open to relationship and not in a hurry to just move them along. Hmm. You know, maybe even a little party will break out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or great. here's another idea. Throw an after party for parents only. Hmm. 
One of the coolest things we ever did was we made little flyers and we handed them out inviting people in our neighborhood to come around after trick-or-treating was over for like an adult beverage and some real appetizers. Oh, that's cool. And we said, uh, the flyer just said, why should kids have all the fun? That, that, was, that was the headline. Huh. I, I mean, it was horrible. I just made it up on, you know, in a Word document. It just, but, sure. And then we hand out the flyers earlier in the week and also to folks that came to the door for trick-or-treat. Yeah. Like we said, hey, you having fun? They're like, yeah. And, you know, I tell like, we're freezing out, but, you know, the kids are having fun. You're like, well, we're having a little party afterwards. Yeah. I'm not telling, kidding you how many people came. They're oh, like, sure. That is so awesome. So the kids are home, like, getting a sh- full-on sugar high. And uh, <laughs> I we could use a be, drink. Yeah, I could totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know? So that's that was one of the coolest. We had a blast. And we took things further towards lasting relationships with several people. Sure. All right. Okay. Um, now here's another one. Organize a neighborhood Halloween parade. Oh, cool. Like this one's like maybe for the more bold people out there. Okay. But it's a great idea. Let me, let me a little story here. Uh, a few years ago, my buddy Chuck was, uh, told me this. I think he's still doing it. He started this cool annual Halloween tradition in his neighborhood. Okay. He went around handing out flyers announcing they called it treats in the street Halloween parade. That is great. Okay. And he was organizing it for the kids and the parents who lived around his home. And everyone met at his place at 5.15. Okay. So right after work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they marched around the neighborhood, up one block and down the other. And folks, like everybody, you know, everybody, because the kids all met there. Sure. And then the kids paraded and the parents were back home and cheering their heads off. So the whole neighborhood was just cheering for them. That is so cool. Right? Uh, it was awesome. And, and and then they would end up back at Chuck's house where he had a big fire pit blazing and gallons of chili and a jump house and all that stuff, right? And this, mm. man, I don't have time today, but this led to lots of discipleship and lots of relationships of and lots of trust. And it was one of those things because he did it annually and he even called it the annual Treats yep. in the Street Halloween Parade. People look forward to it. Hey, you doing the parade this year? Yeah. My kids love the parade. Yep, you know I am. Oh yeah. my, you know, so I'm not saying everybody's going to do this, but there's an idea, right? Yep. How cool is that? It's great. That is a super cool one. Now, here's a bonus tip, okay? Involve your kids in all this with you, not just, you know, um, duh, right? They don't have to just be out trick-or-treating the entire time, hmm. okay? Our own kids always had a blast handing out treats, and they, they usually knew more of the kids and the families hmm. that came calling than we did. So... We would let them do that. And they actually yeah. loved it. Let me hand out the candy. He's like, great. Here's what we're going to do, honey. Ask them their name. Tell mm-hmm. them your name. Right? And yeah. then you can even introduce, this is my dad, Caesar. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a super opportunity to train up your kids a bit and get them involved. Plus kids to kids, man, it's warm. Well, yeah. So, and it bridges that gap too. There was a few times last year where London, my oldest, was like, hey, that's Connor from the soccer team. And then... And it's like, oh, you must be Connor's parents. Hey, you I'm live Heath here? And, yeah. Bing. Yeah. yeah. I've always seen you around at soccer. Yep. yep. I didn't know you lived so in the So it's, talk about a way to train your kids in hospitality and intentionality. Yeah. So let them know why you're doing it and that you're hoping on building relationships. That's like we want to be friends with these people and maybe someday we'll get to disciple them to walk in the ways of Jesus too. Mm-hmm. But right now we just want them to have fun tonight, you know, yeah. feel good about this. So, yeah. so there's a bunch, there's a bunch of tips for folks and, uh, there we go. That, that I mean, come up with your own ideas. Use a bunch of those. Hopefully that was a spark plug to something. Though. Like, yeah. It's got to feel a go. little bit of energy. Yeah. Okay. Now we want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. If nothing else, you don't want to miss these three ideas. And by the way, you can always get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week? Okay, the first one is God redeems lives and culture. 
So we don't need to fear generous, loving participation in cultural events in ways that show others what he's really like, okay? And this isn't just true of Halloween, okay? So God's gonna bring people, sovereignly bring people to your doorstep during this upcoming fall celebration. So what divine appointments may be waiting for you on the other side of your front door? Hmm. This is truly being in the world, but not of it opportunity, just right there. So, yep. Oh. Absolutely, man. Okay. All right, number two. Number two, every person who knocks on your door and hollers, trick or treat, are image bearers created mm. in the image of God. Okay? Let that shape your heart toward every one of them. Yeah. It's like, don't shut the lights off. Right? We talked about, you know, <laughs> these people are all in need of love and warmth, and God wants to give it to them, and he wants to use you to do that. They've done nothing to earn this from you, mm. just in the same way we did not earn God's love and forgiveness. It's about grace. So what does grace look like and sound like to your neighbors as you hand out candy or hot drinks on your porch this Halloween? All right, man. Great question to be asking there. Let's go to number three. All right. Be as generous and fun as you can this Halloween, right? What's one new fun, generous tradition that you can start doing this year and then start adding to it? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's one of the seven things we shared in the podcast today. Maybe it's something else. But make this Halloween a meaningful and intentional experience toward relationship building in your neighborhood. Your kids are going to love it too, by the way. So any new traditions you build, they're, gonna, they're all in. Get your kids involved and let them know why you're doing the things you're doing for your neighbors and all the follow-up that you plan to do. And again, I just want to remind you, you can download the big three to get the ultimate guide to Halloween on mission where we kind of recap all kinds of stuff and what was said here and, and give you a whole bunch of other stuff too. Okay. Yeah. So it really is the ultimate guide to Halloween on mission. There's so much and way more than we'd ever have time for. So don't be the old curmudgeon this Halloween. <laughs> all right. Good stuff. I love hearing Heath there. I miss him being on the show every day, but we do hear him. He still is the announcer for things and he and I are still pals. I will be adding the link to the ultimate guide to Halloween on mission for free. It'll be in the show notes for this podcast. I also put that link in the big three download for this episode. So again, if you want to go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, download that big three for this episode and you'll get that link plus the big three. All right. I got to go for now. I hope you'll join us next week. I'll keep diving into discipleship and mission for this to be a whole lot easier and more natural in your everyday life. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 